Angelic King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. Hi, all you guys and gals. Welcome to the 34th episode of the Udo Podcast. I don't know why every time I bring it, you know, Trav goes on wild. So it's like, all of a sudden, you became this, like, southern woman. <laughs> Come have a sip of my lemonade. Hi, all you guys and gals out hey, there. You Grab cool your partner swinging around. <laughs> yeah, that's, how did you bring it in last time, Trav? Cool cats and what? Oh, uh, you cool cats and kittens. I was Carol yeah, Baskin. From Carol Baskin. <laughs> but you were like weird 1850s Carol Baskin. Hey, all you guys and gals. Hey, all you guys and dolls out there. <laughs> anyway, that's how I like to bring in some episodes. You just never know. <laughs> With the Cucumber Podcast, different intro every time. But we got another good show for you today. So in the past, well... Quick little thing for people who have been listening to the, all of our episodes or watching them on YouTube. Thank you very much. Uh, we had two episodes on the coronavirus uh, originally recorded. One of them is in lockdown uh, due to Zoom holding our file ransom. So until <laughs> they... <laughs> Why did they... Have they given us a reason? <laughs> they have not even responded, I guess. This is from what I've told you. It's so, probably lost. <laughs> I can't even that be bothered. one episode. But in that, that episode, we did, des- gone. <laughs> we did describe how we are going to now bring it back to a little bit of the lighter side. More of the fun that we've traditionally had on the podcast. And today, we're going to talk about toys. What is more fun than toys? I love toys. Trav and Trav, do you guys like toys? I just said I love toys. (laughs) I also like toys. (laughs) Alan, do you like toys? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, before we just say when we when I was prepping for this episode, I realized how little the childhood I had. (laughs) Sorry, trying to keep it lighter. I know. (laughs) We just talk about depressing childhoods. Yeah. We don't need to go into the dark, the deep, dark past of the Barnes family. Speaking of being a child, this is the last time I shave right before we do this. I look like a little kid. That's all I am. That's how you always look. (laughs) Yeah. Trap M has a giant beard. C has a beard. (laughs) It's not giant. has a goatee. See, look, mine's coming in nice. Um, I'm pretty sure you've been growing that since you were 16, and that's like, <laughs> finally. <laughs> that means by the time I'm 100, it's going to be all the way in. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think what Alan is trying to speak of is is our childhood was a little different than Trav C's, and I'm curious, Trav M, um, who or what you thought of Trav C's Christmases? Were they? Much more grandiose than yours, or well, I mean, we shared Christmases, so I feel like they were <laughs> just right. <laughs> well, no, but you had Christmas at your dad or at your mom slash Trav's dad. Yeah, I mean, his mom's side was it was pretty good. I mean, my dad's side was so bizarre that it was hard to do a fair comparison. So, 
He got us like all musical instruments one year. Trav sees uh, mom's house one time, and there was so many gifts, like there was nowhere to walk. It was just (laughs) gifts upon gifts. I mean, and then Trav came to my house, and he's like, "Oh, it looks like Santa hasn't come yet." I'm like, "Oh, he's come." (laughs) He's like, "Well, there's like one present under the tree." And I was like, yeah, that's it. We just share presents. <laughs> My Santa brought us new chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> no. So well, I mean, we got one chopstick. If we're good, we'll get the second <clears throat> one next year. Okay. It is not my fault. It's not even Trav's was a more traditional uh, divorced parent Christmas. Okay, we had, like, if you think of, like, your parents getting a divorce, they're split in time, they're no longer going to be doing a combined Christmas, that's basically what you think of. Your guys' is is just, all rules are out the door for you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, your guys' Christmases are just their own thing. (laughs) I I always make fun of the fact, not necessarily make fun of, but I laugh at the fact that like half the time we'd be over there and you'd remember this trap. We'd be over there just hanging out and their mom was there. And then Mark would come out of the bedroom and he had no clue that she'd been there for hours. (laughs) (laughs) It took me like a good year to determine the status of your family. (laughs) So your parents are divorced because my parents are divorced and they're never together. Why are yours always around each other? <laughs> so it's true. We yeah, do have a weird play thing. us for having their traditional divorced parent Christmas, where <laughs> each parent gives you Christmas and birthdays, and uh, there's other things that go into it, but we're not going <laughs> to go into it on this podcast. So that's true, though. If you think of it from a statistical standpoint, they say that like just over fifty percent of all couples get divorced, right? Here's four of us. You would think statistically two of us should have parents that are still married. Well, but from we do. They're from the same you family. Too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got two sets we have of the same parents, here. bro. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we're exactly how everything should be. <laughs> yeah, and we were four random people, but technically. <laughs> uh, all right so that's enough of the horse talk we'll, we were trying to keep this more happy and light so i'm pretty sure uh, we were laughing the whole it, time for that. like you know if you listen to our podcast you know that we always come in with some kind of a fun introduction topic to bat around for a little bit before we get into the meat of things today though i have an introduction to the introduction really quick so if you can tell a lot of you. Does anybody know what Cosmic Crisp is? It's not. Why, Are you why asking us or the audience at home? Why it's called Cosmic Crisp? Let's yeah. pause for somebody else to answer who's listening. <laughs> Give it <a laughs> One of those Zoom hackers comes in. He's like, I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Trav and you should uh, definitely know what Cosmic Crisp apples are. I should. (laughs) Dummy. How do you not know? Because Um, apples are they like a Thanos thing? Were created in Washington. 
where you're from. Well, I'm not from here. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the last five years here, but you know. <laughs> where you're from, <laughs> where you were born and raised. <laughs> How did I meet all you guys growing up so here in Washington? That was the reason that I put this apple on was because it was a tribute to Trav M, who's from Washington. There's. Uh, hundred other That's things. That's literally the picked. only reason why there's an apple in your background. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the whole. So point. like, well, so this is a premium apple that costs more than regular apples. If you were to go to the store, probably you'll be spending somewhere around two ninety nine a pound for these suckers. Um, but they're known to be very crisp, juicy, uh, a little Cosmic. acidic, but also sweet. <laughs> But I That's really our Washington wanted... slogan. Crisp, juicy, you know little acidic, but also sweet. <laughs> 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 so really, that was pretty much it. I just wanted to see if you had these apples because I heard about them and I was like, oh, I really want one of those apples. You should have known. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. And Alex. I was like, I wonder if Michael has had them. What? Do you know why they're called Cosmic Crisp Apples? Yeah, because the they went and tested the apples like in a focus group and some of the people in the focus group are like ooh like these little specks like if you can see the little specks how to point them right there and right <laughs> there they uh, thought they looked like stars so they're like oh we should call them cosmic crisp because the <clears throat> apple that came before this was guess what you know what it was Trav Granny Smith Red Delicious Honey Crisp oh so on my way there, I said honeydew, which isn't an apple. <laughs> Honeydews. <laughs> Cantaloupe. <laughs> Broccoli. Just no. so you know, Danny, uh, you weren't supposed to answer it. You were supposed to be like, no, why? And then I was supposed to give the answer. But Oh, sorry. Are you you stole my thunder. Huh? <clears throat> sorry. Is that the real reason why they're called cosmic? Is because they yeah. have stars on them? Danny stole my thunder. <laughs> Like a lot of apples have. Because I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's enough apple talk. That legit is why I put it on those, just to see if you've tried them, <laughs> because I wanted to try them. And I'll, look, hoping, I'll look for them next time I'm at the store. Yeah, I was hoping that if you really, if you were familiar with them, that you could like send me an apple. No, I'll, I'll look for them next time I'm at the store, though. I won't send it to you, but I'll, I'll try it and tell you how to feel. <laughs> Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, if you in the mail, I don't think it would be so crisp when it got to you. <laughs> well, if you overnight, <laughs> you're not gonna overnight a three dollar apple. It's still gonna be like thrown around. It's gonna get all inside a box. <laughs> <laughs> More like cosmic applesauce, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 yeah okay so that was a good tangent but anyway, <laughs> back to our actual introduction topic um so the question that i posed to everybody is what would you do if 8.2 million dollars suddenly showed up in your bank account and did anybody click on the link in the show notes no <laughs> no read the article no no i read the headline <laughs> So the reason that I came up with this question was because apparently some dude 
was looking for a stimulus check to come in the or to his money to come into his account. And so he goes to the ATM to check his balance. And when he gets his balance, he's like, I have over $8.2 million in my account. And he's hang like, on, hang on. He goes to an ATM to check their balance. <laughs> he's right, though. That in is a day good age. Makes a, this story a fake. If you're going to the ATM to check your balance, I don't think you set up direct deposit. You're just getting a paper check. <laughs> Everything's under the table. He's got his cash under his mattress. Good I'm point. Surprised that he even might, has a bank account. We might have already solved this and proved that this article is a fake because yeah. yeah, it does. But according to the article, he goes to the ATM, checks his balance. He has over eight point two million dollars in his account. And he's like, I think that's wrong. Like if you read the article, I think he legit like is like. I don't think that's quite right. As if he's like, he might be off a couple it's of Probably like it's only supposed to be seven million. <laughs> let me go back. Let me go back and balance my checkbook first. And so he goes, he goes into his uh, into the bank to ask him about it. Like, like, hey, I just want to make sure. Like, is this right? My balance correct and stuff. And they look into it really quick, and it turns out that. His actual balance in his account was $13.69. He's like, that's more like it. Why did it say 8.9? He said that he was pretty depressed because he went from being a millionaire to broke in like two seconds. <laughs> he was already broke. I mean, it's not like he had money growing up and then lost it. They couldn't throw him like a finder's fee of a million just for I telling think him? they should. Not a, not a million, but I think they should give him like a hundred grand and say thanks. <laughs> just because they caught the mistake. So yeah, but then he was excited because shortly after that, $1,700 was deposited to his account for a stimulus. And so oh, he, he has one kid. Withdraw. He was able to withdraw two hundred dollars. So now he's got seventeen, thirteen, sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, fifteen, thirteen, sixty-nine. Yeah, I guess fifteen because he's with your two. after together. Well, he still has the whole the two hundred. So totally knows he may have spent maybe, it on or maybe he spent it. Yeah, the ATM no longer can tell him that. Uh, so your question is, would we tell anyone or would we spend it? No. Hang on. So you if you were in that situation, what would you do? No, I of course well, would say first, something because my fear would be that I don't say anything. And then I get like some government agency, whether it's, you know, well, not just the IRS. I'm talking like secret. Oh, like the feds, like stuff. CIA, Look, CIA <laughs> type stuff cares about coming at me, bugging my house. Well, because just so I you know see. that if it has to do with uh, federal money or really the banking system in general, it's the feds. Okay, the FBI would be coming <laughs> my way. <laughs> Who cares about the FBI? The IRS took out Al Capone, so you don't know. Well, that was because he was doing tax evasion. Yeah, but if this was the IRS that deposited the money... For no. the stimulus? Well, I am. Yeah, I don't Does like the IRS. The IRS, <laughs> the IRS do tax returns? I yeah. Don't they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they do. They do tax returns. Yeah. Okay. The Internal Revenue right. Service. 
I think that's their forte. How do you guys not know this? This is like a prime <laughs> Barnes topic. <laughs> like if there was a thing that Barnes's should know, it it's everything about what the IRS does and finances. And since my dad worked for the IRS, numbers. <laughs> yeah, you guys have like a Facebook group that's all about like stocks and purchasing and stuff. And you're like, what does the IRS do? Is it yeah, uh, and, food and <laughs> beverage services? Oh yeah. In none of those 13 years that your dad worked for them, you never said, hey, dad, what are tax returns? No, what not do- like 13 years, like 30 years. Oh, you said 30. <laughs> In 30 years, you said that even worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's true. And now that I think about it, yeah, obviously, because I knew your tax returns came from the IRS. But then I forgot for a second. And then I remembered again. <laughs> he remembered Riveting when he asked content. us and we told him that yes, they do. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it and I forgot. I sat there for a minute and then, you know what? I, I, I remembered it again. He's back. <laughs> Danny's going to be one <laughs> All right, you can't. So, you, can't yeah. you can't write this stuff. <laughs> Tra- Trav Cole would uh, tell him, and he would give it back. Trav yes. Mydell, what would you? No, do? I, I would also tell him. They would easily be able to track that. It's not like you could get away with it. I guess you could try and cash out some and run, but if you walked into the Chase Bank and were like, "Hey, uh, I'd like to withdraw eight million dollars, please." <laughs> You're not going anywhere. So the best you're getting out of that thing is probably maybe a few hundred thousand to go on the run with. And then it's like, that's not enough to live off of. I vote. Give it back. <laughs> All right, Gamble. Alan. Mm. Alan's disappearing to the Cayman Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he like Alexander so much? What? If you're going to the Cayman Islands, why do you like crocodilians so much? Look at you derailed it. It's, I mean, you're making it very difficult for Alan to answer with your silly questions. <laughs> he does this all the time to Alan. Alan can never get out a damn sentence. <laughs> uh, I would I would just immediately launder the money. And <laughs> How are you so going to do that? Do you know the first thing about laundering money to like just yes. quickly do it? Like, would you all use you need, or all you need, bleach or without bleach? All you need is a dry cleaner. <laughs> business. Okay. Don't even think so he's, he's, I'm immediately going to go buy a dry cleaning. <laughs> what are you going to do when the government comes to you and is like, hey, we have to right. money So that's account. Alan's answer. Is he's immediately going to go buy a dry cleaning company. <laughs> He just ends up working the rest of his life to try to pay off his dry cleaning company. I put a lot of years into this dry cleaning company. I got employees to pay. I got back taxes. Actually, I probably have to buy quite a few dry cleaners to quickly launder that amount of money. I don't but know why can't you? Do, I mean, cleaner. money is made out of cloth, technically. Hey, right? Danny, your joke didn't work in the first place when you mentioned bleach. Stop trying. No, I'm saying it's technically made out of cloth. Yeah. So why would you dry clean it instead of just regular clean it? Okay, your joke. Uh, can we get to the real topic? 
<laughs> this could go on for ages. This is why our episodes are two hours long. That's why I said. You got to trim this down. <laughs> All right. So to play devil's advocate, I would probably... Don't act like you haven't thought about this already for hours. <laughs> Out yeah, quickly, I would just quickly open a bunch of offshore accounts, and then I would just quickly transfer the funds. Um, but they would be able to be trackable through ACH. So actually, I'd have to wire the funds, because once you wire funds, they can't get it back unless the person says it's okay. So... <laughs> Sorry, you could, no, you could not transfer, that you went banking expertise there. You could buy up a bunch of Bitcoin and then sell all the Bitcoin and it wouldn't be traceable. I was just waiting. Well, I mean, really, I just wanted to tell the story of the dude who found $8.2 million in his account. I thought it was kind of funny that he uh, legit had $13.69. But kind of thought, <laughs> thought his balance. Let's laugh at the man at his expense. Tiny amount of money. (laughs) (laughs) He thought he was rich. (laughs) Turned out he was just a little bitch. Just kidding. (laughs) All right. So we jump into our main topic and uh, talk about some toys. Let's get serious and talk about some toys. Okay. Alan. (laughs) He's switching. (laughs) all right so my part's gonna be pretty quick i don't have that much to say like i said have you seen my childhood (laughs) um my well hot wheels you spent time with michael jackson at the never neverland camp (laughs) so growing up I had these little toy airplanes, kind of like these. I don't think these are actually Hot Wheel brand, though. I think I don't think so. I think they they're die cast like flyers, like this. These are more like what I had. I remember almost as exact these four exact airplanes. But I was obsessed with where is it? The movie Spoiler Independence alert to all the Day. Other <laughs> I was obsessed with the movie Independence Day. Nothing but top quality production here. I didn't have any uh, Independence Day toys. So what I ended up doing was to make these little alien spaceships, I just drew them on a piece of paper and cut them out into the right shape. (laughs) (laughs) And then I used my little jet airplanes like I was like those were Will Smith's airplane and then I would be like Alan I knew you when Independence Day came out (laughs) (laughs) and I had no clue that this is what you had to do to have fun (laughs) I imagine him with a little paper (laughs) alien craft in his airplane like welcome to earth <laughs> but the whole Barnes household loves Independence Day, so we've we've talked about this agnosium on this. It was podcast. one of the best movies. <laughs> I will say though, referring back to these, I bet because these are tiny, right? They're like smaller little things. They're not yeah. like full size. Yeah, yeah, they. I bet you step. Well, yeah, because if they were full size, they probably would have come in packages of four. Well, I didn't mean like full size, like a real jet. I meant like. You know, <laughs> 
like action figure size. There, um, yeah, these these are actually one sixty fourth uh, actual size. Are they really one sixty fourth? Yeah, you're not just making that up to try and make a joke that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> No, they legit are. Okay. Wheels and matchbooks are all 164th of actual size. Yeah, so I just imagined though, like, if you left these out, stepping on them, because they're, like, so tiny and sharp, would be so painful. Like Home Alone? Mm-hmm. Exactly you're, what I was thinking. You're, like, totally <laughs> taking away from my topic now. Oh, sorry. Anyone? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe if you and Alan did, <laughs> I guess we probably should have asked you guys. Did you guys have any other toys other than just some little die-cast tiny car vehicles? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any other toys besides tiny vehicles? <laughs> we did, but you guys took both of our toys that we were going to bring. <laughs> but this, can you see my cursor? Mm-hmm. This in particular, I had one with the uh, wings that moved forward and backwards. That was my favorite. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when the wings went backwards, did the plane go faster? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, punch it, Will. And it went faster. <laughs> Will, you're the and best you said, I've ever had. You said poncho wheel? Punch it, Will. Danny? Oh. Shut up! <laughs> Why would he say Sonny poncho said, wheel? Poncho wheel. You know like, he didn't say poncho one? will. <laughs> poncho will. Hey, guys, I can just mute Danny's microphone. <laughs> so, I think we should name this episode Poncho one Wheel. More, one more dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> we should <laughs> toys toys and more poncho wheels <laughs> all right all right so um, yeah other, but, <laughs> other than that though my uh other favorite it wasn't really a toy but to me it was um i had a mead telescope growing up i actually remember that i remember when you got that really yeah it was pretty sweet. It had the remote controller right here where all you had to do was like align it with say the North star. So it knew exactly what it was pointing at. And then, uh, you could like tell it, go look at Saturn with this remote control and it would just automatically. See, that's why I'd be that's pretty cool. if I got that. Somebody would give me that and be like, yeah, I can do all these features just as long as you can align it up with the North star. <laughs> I'd be like, you do this oh, one thing. <laughs> Where's the North Star? <laughs> no, I remember Alan, because I think we would come home, probably Trav would be there sometimes, and Alan would be out on our uh, driveway, and he'd be using the telescope, and he'd be moving it to various objects in the sky, which I agree was really cool. For people who don't know Alan very well, Astronomy is like his favorite thing in the world. He loves talking about or studying. You mean outside of the world? (laughs) Oh, outside of the world. Danny joke for you. Well done, Trav. (laughs) You're stepping up your game. Yeah. But I do remember two things. Alan, do you remember? Do you know what else this reminds me of, though? What? Do I know what? 
what this telescope also reminds me of? What? <laughs> it reminds me of a poncho a candy, wheel, a candy corn shirt. Remember that shirt? <laughs> Again, uh, Trav and I are so lost, so confused. And same, with, same with maybe two other people listening. <laughs> I had a candy corn shirt that I wore a lot. <laughs> Like it had little candy corns on it, or it was like cool candy corn colored. No, it, it was literally just had a picture of candy corn on it. Just one, <laughs> a single candy corn in the center. Got it. Okay, tracking. Uh, I got it for like Halloween once, and then. I <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm just picturing you going up to your dad and be like, Dad, I want to be an alien for Halloween. And he's like, just throws you a shirt with a candy corn on it. Here, go with the candy corn. <laughs> That's your costume right there. It was like that old Coke commercial. Like, Alan was turned to walk away. He's like, hey, kid. And he like threw him a shirt and there's like a candy corn on it. He's like, Goes a candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just say I got invited last minute to like the popular kids Halloween party and I had like an hour to get a costume, but there were no costumes left. So I just ended up getting a candy corn shirt and wore it. And I was just candy corn. For it Halloween. probably worked though, because you're like, it's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was smart enough at that age to just say that. It's ironic, guys. Think about it. So is that, is that all everything that you're trick-or-treating for? Is that what the joke is? <laughs> I don't understand that question. <laughs> he does, Danny doesn't get why you say it's ironic. Oh, I don't know. I was like what you do like when you're like in... Like in like whenever the TV shows, like when Jim goes as like a three hole punch and he just puts like three dots on himself in the office and stuff, it just feel like what they'd say. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were saying because like he's going as candy that he's trying to get from the other people. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> like, I'm a candy corn. Trying to get candy corn. No, I, I got it. I got it. You don't have to get I understand it. I just, that's not it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Al, do you uh, have anything from Hot Wheels or anything like that that you wanted to uh, play or we get to move on? Or uh, I could play it. Play it. Where is it? You would know. New XP Racer, Daytona 500, it's you! XP Racer, Daytona 500! Hot Wheels with a motor inside! That's all I'm gonna play, because it has nothing to do with the airplanes. This is all I could find that said Hot Wheels. And without video, it just really, it really like took a drop off there. Did you not see the video? 
No, no it's okay. I'm just okay. saying, like, we were, like, listening to some staticky old commercial from probably the <laughs> 1980s about Hot Wheels. No, no that was at least late 90s. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I 97. That's in the title of the video. Sweet. <laughs> well, yes, but I remember that, Alan. Your childhood was very sad. Um, <laughs> He's like... <laughs> It mirrored mine. I was, <laughs> and with that transition, I'll jump into my I was also <laughs> there. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about micro machines. Cue my slide. <laughs> we just get out of the slides. Now we got to go back in. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, uh. Just so everybody listening and watching realize that we are not professionals. Which slide? <laughs> this one? Yes, the micro machines picture. That's very teeny on the screen. Yeah, they're my the same mistakes. I think that's the size of the photo. Danny, it kind of fits you... the theme. Micro machines. When you Google it, just go to tools and select large image. And yeah. That way it'll be big. <laughs> I flicked HD image, but that that won't. Well, it can still be HD. Can be yeah. HD in this. I'm pretty tiny. sure when you <laughs> zoom in, it's all really nice and clear. I don't know. It looks pretty pixelated. It does. But that was like the best one. I just figured that the best pictures they could take back in the 80s was. That's as far as there we go. So yeah. Anyway, I just remember micro machines from being a kid because, well, one. Home Alone was like the bomb of a movie when I was a child. And what did he do in the movie, guys, to help curb the bad guys at one point? <laughs> we already talked about it with Alex. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. So we already talked about this. <laughs> bad guys stepped on micro machines and they slipped on them by the stairs, if I remember right. No. I thought it was like right inside. The no, window. the micro machines were by the stairs. By the window was all the ornaments. Oh yeah, yeah. the broken ornaments. That's true. Anyway, so yeah, I liked micro machines a lot. <laughs> Back to you, Jim. The, the end. <laughs> Wait, this picture though. This is like a newer picture though, because there's like a is that a little drone in the corner, like floating yeah. with the four wheels. Right like, here? Oh, sorry. My wife. My wife's friend is disposable. Hang on. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like a old school concept. Um, Leonardo da Vinci came up with. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that he came up with the helicopter? Well, sure. A long time ago, and then they actually made it. Well, wasn't it more like a gyro? Like it was like a little seat that you sat in where you would like kind of pedal and it would spin above? I'm pretty sure that's the case because I think Batman used it and I think they like borrowed that influence for Batman's one of his earlier devices in the early uh, Golden Age comics. Uh, pretty sure wait, that, I'm pretty sure that's all he could have come up with because they didn't have any uh, gas engines or steam power back then. So human gotcha. power is about the limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muscle. That's why people are trying to put like wings on their arms and flap. All right, so Danny, you had so you had micro machines. Yeah. Okay. So why? I mean, 
other than the fact from what we've talked about that the two topics that Trav and I have are kind of like the two favorites. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that you guys have talked about um, Home Alone in the past that like you guys used to like draw up um, like trap, like booby trap plans in your house, just like in Home Alone. I think we all did. But did you literally only want Micro Machines because of the movie, or did you get them for another purpose? Well, to be honest, Trav, um, I got the Micro Machines because it also came with the little mini Micro Cities. And I enjoyed playing in the Micro Cities because it was an escape from my childhood. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, thought you were I do feel bad, but you guys have like made this a real dark. It's supposed to be like a fun laughing. Your like, parents are going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "What the hell did we do? <laughs> we weren't that bad." I got as many as three presents. <laughs> Their whole lives. I was going to say something, but it's too inappropriate. But no, I no for real, like it was an escape machines. from your oh, micro dick. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was inappropriate. Why do you gotta pull it up and down? <laughs> that you use with mini Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> the throwback the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, so micro machines were I was just curious because the basic point of this episode is we obviously were going to reminisce a little bit about the toys that we had when we were younger and then take that and kind of figure out where they came from. Like what was the history behind that particular toy? And this is something that Trav and Trav are going to do a much, much better job of than Alan and I have been able to do because we're a, the two toys that we probably had the most influence from too were Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and B Turns out, like I told these guys earlier, Micro Machines, this is the extent of their history that I could find after watching several YouTube videos and reading several articles and looking at the Wikipedia page. Apparently, Micro Machines were developed or created by this guy named Clemens V. Hayden Jr. in Wisconsin. He came up with Micro Machines because a company named Galoob, who used to make... I remember Galoob! Yeah, they used to make like A-teams toys and different things like that. A-teams, not A-teams. A-teams toys. Um, They put out there like a toy fair. They said, hey, we would like to have some kind of like small vehicle toy like Hot Wheels or something like that. So he went back and he came up with this concept in his garage. And then he presented it to Galoob in 90 or 87. And Galoob right away was like, yes, we will buy it. We won't. We'll, like he made like 24 concept cars and they bought the rights to the concept right away. Um, but the whole idea behind this, and this is how I knew the Hot Wheels were 164th. Uh, the size of the actual things is because he then took that concept and he made it. So micro machines were anywhere from one in 148th to 160th of the size of the actual vehicles that he was creating or that they made. So if you have a tank, it's one 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 forty eight this one forty eight one forty eight of the size one one forty eight. Yeah, of the size. 
or one one sixtieth of the size, but somewhere in that range. But then here's the thing is like, apparently the biggest thing about the history of micro machines is a dude named John Mishuda Jr. Who apparently was the fast. He won like at the age of 12, the fastest speaking human uh, award. And so he then ended up in a commercial in 1981 for FedEx that I guess apparently became like a super, one of their most uh, successful commercials ever. And then he got hired uh, by Micro Machines. And so we don't have a sound clip of it here. Um, but if you ever... I know who he is, though. Yeah, if you Google it or go on YouTube and look for him, you can see his commercials where he goes on there and he talks really, really fast. Like, Micro Machines, like throughout the whole thing. And then, yeah, then he advertises the Micro Machines. I think at the very end, he's like, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not, a, it's not legit. <laughs> He trails off. If it doesn't say Michael Machines, then, uh... <laughs> he was trying to say it super fast, and they, that was the slowest you could possibly say. <laughs> if it doesn't say Michael Machines, um... Well, you can just, uh... Oh, oh boy. Is it a warm in here? <laughs> if it doesn't say Michael Machines, what's the line? I forgot the line. What's the line? I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? If it doesn't, Trav or Alan or anybody, do you guys remember? If it doesn't say micro machines, it, oh yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't say, say micro machines, it's not the real thing. That's what it say, if it doesn't say Seems micro machines, it's fairly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I originally said. Right? If it doesn't say micro machines, it's not legit. You know? I mean, I know I had, I know I had a few micro machines. I was never really into. Like Hot Wheels and Micro Machines, I had some, but I was, I was, I never really got into it that much. I'm the and same. Even yeah. now, like, I, you know, you, a lot of the, the kids that were like really into those types of toys, you know, RC cars, like, I always thought they were cool, but I just never really, if you, you put an RC car or a Hot Wheels and, and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or something like that in front of me, I was definitely going to lean towards the action figures than, than the cars. And like I was saying, like even today, like I know nothing about cars. <laughs> yeah. So I bought a two, <laughs> Trav and I bought 2005 Dodge no, five. with spoilers because we thought they would go faster. <laughs> and boy, did they. <laughs> I think Trav M would know a lot about cars considering how many times he had to fix a Honda. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the one. He knew I know a lot what, about bearing emotional <laughs> anger inside me. <laughs> I say he probably knew enough to to know exactly when something was wrong with his car. Yeah, like it usually entailed flames coming out. Yeah, of he's like sparky <laughs> <the> engine. <laughs> a Taco Bell drive through, just trying to get myself a chalupa. <laughs> we have. To, we need to do an episode of just Trav Trav M. We did his Honda song. Did we? I was gonna say, we did. did. It was when we did do we that. were sick out. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, go back and give it a listen. Fifteen. Be sure to rank and review it. On it my is episode opinion. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. You can refer, you can listen 15. to uh, some if you're interested in Batman, or you're interested in what would you rather have in your life, <laughs> or something like that. As a lot of people are. <laughs> Or yeah, I remember. I actually did listen Strap's to the story. Wait, did you talk about the bat in the car? Yes, he did talk about the bat. 
I remember you talking about your uh, Batman Instagram posts. That well, that was at the beginning, section. and then the the very last topic was him, or yeah, him telling us about the car. But mm. um, so yeah, I just never had those types of toys, or at least a lot of them. Um, but I I do find you know the micro machines because I think, and and I'd have to check on this so i i could be just sprouting this out of nowhere but you know the girls had poly pockets yeah that was like that yeah, was super popular pockets. it's even still popular today it's it's kind of re resurfaced and and they're doing all new but uh but for guys like i mean later on i think they had something kind of similar but that was our poly pocket was was micro machines how do you yeah, spell so, Polly Pocket? Was Polly Pockets though like the same time as Micro Machines? I, well, that's what machines I, was wondering. I know they're pretty old. Polly Pockets are? Yes. Polly Pockets I don't record, recall before the 90s. I feel like they were like a 90s toy. Polly Pockets. Yeah. Maybe like late 80s like Cabbage Patch Doll type of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't remember at all. I was just, I can't remember because I know like Micro Machines according to my research here came out in 1987. Um, but I mean, really, that was when they premiered. Nineteen eighty-three. Nineteen eighty-three. Okay, hmm. so that makes sense. But I remember. I mean, I think the reason that I even got my first Micro Machines, um, they were probably influenced by the Home Alone movie. Um, but this is kind of this isn't to be sad per se. It's just a story, but it's a true story. Um, but sometimes my parents would get in arguments and the way that my mom would get back at my dad is she would take us to Toys R Us. I remember you telling me that too. Yeah. And I told you to call me up next time they got in an argument. (laughs) She would spend, she would spend a bunch of money on us at Toys R Us. So to us, we were like, yes, this is like the best day. (laughs) Well, definitely never lead to divorce. <laughs> definitely teaching you guys the wrong message, but <laughs> well, no, I remember she would be like, "Go nuts, kids! Anything you want." And then I picked out something like pretty expensive, and she'd be like, "That's a little too much. Scale <laughs> <laughs> it back a bit." <laughs> yeah, but like, I think, have one, a power I think wheel? one of those times I bought like an entire micro machines like city but it was like I think it was more like a volcano that opened up and then there was like an entire like city track in there or something I like that. Know. I remember those. Yeah, I I did like the play sets. Like yeah. all those were really cool. You guys have spent this whole podcast complaining about how you didn't have any Christmas presents and you only had one toy, and then you drop some story at the end about how your parents would take you to Toys R Us whenever they fought to buy whatever you wanted. And have like a freaking supermarket. You know what? Stand. That never happened to me. Yeah. When my parents fought, we just cried. That's yeah. <laughs> we went and hid in the room so that we yeah. wouldn't have to hear it. <laughs> hey, yeah. if you ever, if you so, ever tasted I mean, our toys, they were pretty salty because they were covered in tears. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think after Micro Machines, were, the actual toys were big, they, they kind of blew up as far as like a video game. I never played the Micro Machines video game, but 
That was something else that apparently in the history of micro machines is pretty big. But here's the big news. I should have had like a news sounder, like a, what's that sounder? Ding, 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 like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. For like, here's the crucial updates. Micro machines are coming back Ooh. in 2020. Oh. So okay. I decided after all this, I need to work on my acting skills. Was were you putting on a performance there? <laughs> I just thought you were telling us news. What I didn't know if you were like. I didn't know if you were like secretly hoping for like. Oh my gosh! You really moved me with that performance as the newsman telling us that 2020 was going to feature new micro machines. <laughs> See, and I thought he was going to say, "I've realized after all this, I want to go buy more micro machines." That's what I thought too. That's but instead, thought. he goes off and is like, "I need to be a better." Actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I should have done instead was Tamagotchis. 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 Yeah. Now. That was that would have been exciting. You can Did you have a Tamagotchi? Hmm? Did you have a Tamagotchi? Yeah. I thought Tamagotchi was for girls. No. You're for girls. Well, I had a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Whoa, Chab M. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were Tamagotchis? Wasn't that like the little pets on digital yeah, pets? The digital, yeah, like the digi pets, like the digital pets. Yeah, never had one. I remember you yeah. had one, Trav, right? Didn't you have a ton of Yeah, I think so. I, I never knew how to like keep them alive, though. <laughs> you had I killed them, and all now the you time. have children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're they're still here. I can't promise that they'll make it through the pandemic, but Trav calls like <laughs> Trav calls like I'm winning the Tamagotchi game. They're like, "What do you mean you're winning?" Like. I have gone through 78 Tamagotchis in four days. <laughs> I know <laughs> them all. This many. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Tamagotchis. All right. Should we move on? Yeah, yeah let's, let's move on the to the stuff. Sorry My computer for- battery's at 46%. So <laughs> I was at 100 when we started this. So we've gone through 50% of battery. <laughs> so I may have to leave and get my cord at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up next? Drag. Drag. It's me. Drag. Drag. It's me. Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ooh, look at that image. Um, okay, so... Oh. oh. <laughs> it kind of dies down. <laughs> well, whatever Alan did before, it worked a lot better, but apparently it doesn't work so well anymore. What does it? <clears throat> it just kind of cut out, but that's okay. It it's cut cool. out, and we it's just cool. watched you dance to silence. Oh, it did. <laughs> so anyway, I think we're Ghostbusters. Okay, did that not work? It was good. It's good. We can. Right. We're good with it. It's good. Uh, yeah. So I did Ghostbusters. Um, so. Alan, if you go back one slide where you were before two seconds ago, yeah, this one. So basically what we're going to find in this discourse on Ghostbusters is that uh, we have two kinds of Ghostbuster toys that you can find out there. The first is like one's based off the movie, which is what, which is like the actual actors, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and all that. And then the second ones and the more popular ones that you see more of is the next slide there where you were 
you have this guy, which is the real Ghostbusters, um, mm. the animated cartoon. And so do any of you guys know why it's called the real Ghostbusters? Trav, I think I you do. do. I, I, do. Bet, yeah, I bet you do, buddy. Can I Go take ahead a guess? Tell me. Yeah, take a guess. Because this is my remember my remembrance my uh, memory is because ghostbusters was like a skit on saturday night live and they somehow from that became the real ghostbusters because they didn't want to be mistaken for like the not real ghostbusters but there who was, were the not real ghostbusters um other so Murray, dan Aykroyd. no um no that was a, that was a good I'll, I'll, I'll correct a few things like how Ghostbusters wasn't on Saturday Night Live. You're thinking of the Blues Brothers, which uh, is well, Dan I thought Aykroyd. they did a skit on Saturday Night Live. No, just because Dan Dan Aykroyd, yes, he was, you know, he was on Saturday Night Live, but they never did Ghostbusters as a skit. He wrote that out. Yeah, right? so what happened was with the movie is Dan Aykroyd and, um, oh, shoot. Uh, what's the guy who Harold passed Ramis. away? No, no, not Harold Ramis. He was the Blues Brother. Um, oh, John Belushi. John Belushi. Dan Eckert and John Belushi did Blues Brothers together, and yeah. it was fairly successful, not like huge, but Dan Eckert wanted to do another one with John Belushi that he called Ghost Chasers, which featured him and John Belushi as a team, and essentially in this world, ghost busting, or the idea of chasing ghosts is like way more common and so there'd be a bunch of different Ghostbuster teams and him and John Belushi were kind of like the screw up Ghostbuster team. And they'd yeah. be like out there causing trouble, trying to like earn a reputation for their, for themselves. And they somehow end up in this other dimension and they'd be all over the place. And it would just, it was like a very crazy thing. And then John Belushi died from the overdose. And like Dan Akron was so distraught because they like John Belushi was like his best friend. He like put the screenplay away for like five years or something like that. And then brought it back out and decided to revamp it, and with the help of Harold Ramis, turned it into what is now the Ghostbusters that we know and love, but by completely basically revamping the whole idea, which none of this has anything to do with why the cartoon is called The Real Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Was there another knockoff Ghostbusters? It wasn't a knockoff. Is Slimer supposed to be John Belushi's uh, ghost? No. <laughs> Trav, why did they call? Why is it called the real Ghostbusters? So there was a com- or commercial. There was a, an original cartoon, uh, completely separate from what the real Ghostbusters became. Um, that was a team of of uh, guys who would go out, who'd get calls to go to like you know mansions and different like locations because they're being haunted by ghosts, and they were supposed to get rid of them. And it was like these two guys and this big old gorilla. Yep, the gorilla. And and a car that could talk. <laughs> what? Um, it's by uh, Filmation Animation, which yeah. is like pretty renowned for being one of the like cheaper, quicker output animation companies of the 60s and 70s. And they own the rights to the name Ghostbusters. And so when they made the movie, they had to go to Filmation and get permission. And Filmation gave permission, no problem, because it was like a live action movie with actors. It was totally different but the cartoon was too close. So in order to differentiate it, they called it the real Ghostbusters. Oh. Do they still have to pay any like 
Well, no, they didn't have to pay royalties, I don't think, right, Trav? No, they just borrowed the use of the name. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, that's a good question, Danny. I have no idea. Because they still use Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think they probably would have that. Actually, you know what? I remember reading about this a while ago. I think they did have to give him some type of a percentage. It was pretty small. But the... The throwing the rill in there was just really a smack in the face because they went to ask them um, if they could purchase the the name outright from them, and they refused. And they actually so, started the cartoon back up again. That's right. Right after the movie. So the movie they came did. out in 84 and 85. They released the cartoon Ghostbusters, and then this, the real Ghostbusters, didn't come out till 86 or 87, I think. It was yeah. 86. Well, I remember watching the real Ghostbusters on Saturday mornings, probably like from like 88 to 90, 91 range. Does that fit the range? Yeah. Wrong? Yeah. It ran from, it ran 86 to 92, I think. Two, yeah. 91, 92. It was like seven seasons. Which, Wait. and I don't know if they've changed it, it was on Netflix. The whole series was on Netflix. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The real guys, um, I gotta look for that then. They had a, so it's interesting though because it goes even further. So the reason there are no Ghostbusters toys from the movie from the 80s, even though the movie was like one of the biggest hits of the year, um, is because movie theater like at the time like basing a toy series off a movie was like a huge risk like that they had no Mm -hmm. idea that ghostbusters gonna be that big so they had nothing prepped no t-shirts no merchandise nothing and then the movie aired and it was huge and so they decided to do the cartoon and then they in order to not have to pay like bill murray and dan Aykroyd and all those guys likeness rights they changed them enough which is why none of these guys look really like the actors i mean there's like Mm -hmm. similarities and like passing resemblance <laughs> winston's but, like hey man i mean he's black i'm black what how many more similarities do you need <laughs> <laughs> like he's one black by somebody guy else. three white guys <laughs> but they uh um well no like, i was gonna say if they were two separate entities like the movie and the cartoon were supposed to be separate isn't like it a, it a infringement on um What's it called? To have like they have proton packs, obviously. No, you're thinking of the other one. So this one is what you see here. The real Ghostbusters is uh, like it was like a a sequel series to the movie. So this was based off the same characters. They just didn't want to pay likeness rights, and so they all have the same names. They're like Peter Venkman and Ray Stanton. Oh, okay. They just didn't want to use the names. I mean, the the appearance. So just in case you guys didn't know, because I did go back and I, I wa- rewatched all, and obviously I wouldn't have caught this back when I was a kid. I'm just watching it because it's a cartoon. But uh, it is, because Trav said it's, it's kind of like a sequel series. Like they do <clears throat> have an episode where it is directly right after the, the first movie ends. And it's, it's an introduction about how Slimer comes to be like their buddy. Uh, yeah. It's like a, it's written by J. Michael Straczynski, who's like a famous science fiction uh, comic book writer uh, who wrote that episode. Yeah. So Slimer even wasn't named Slimer from the movie. They named him Slimer in the TV show. He had no um, name in the movie. He was just green ghost. 
and then they yeah. named him Slimer here. But anyway, this is all a huge tangent to say that the majority of toys you see for the first 25 years of Ghostbusters history, not even the majority, every toy you see from Ghostbusters for the first 25 years is based off of the cartoon and not off of the, uh, the movie. Do we need the next um, slide? So basically, every toy from like to like 2010 was based off the cartoon. Yeah, 2009, the 25th anniversary. They actually was the first time they used the actors, which we'll get to that in a minute. But go to the next slide, Alan. So these are just some early like examples of the ads, and so you can see like Egon, who's writing on the top of the thing has his blonde hair with his curls and all that kind of stuff, which is funny because Harold Ramis who played him said that when the sequel came out, Ghostbusters two, mm-hmm. the kids were wondering why he didn't have blonde hair because the cartoon had become so big in the time from, cause it was like, cause the sequel didn't come out till like 91, I think, or 90 maybe. And so it was like yeah. five or five or six years in between those movies. And so, the amount of time had passed up that kids were more familiar with these Ghostbusters than they were with the, the actual movie. The actual movie. And so, like, Harold Ramos is, like, quoted as saying, like, people wondered why he had, didn't have blonde hair. Um, so, anyway, there's the car. You can go to the next one. So, Ghostbusters 2 came out in 1989. Oh, 89? Okay, so it would have been five years. There's still five years, yeah. Yeah, which is still a lengthy amount of time, but yeah. No, yeah. Because um, I remember, I never saw Ghostbusters 1 in the theaters, because I would have been 2. Um, you guys probably wouldn't have been alive or very close to that. Um, born that year. Travel. Um, yeah. And Alan would have not been born yet. Uh, but I remember going to Ghostbusters 2 with my dad because my parents got in a fight. I know how this sounds, but this is for like, why they got divorced. And my dad took my brother Steve and I, I believe, uh, with him out of the house. And he's like, do you know what? We're going to go see this Ghostbusters 2 movie. And we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like a big deal because I was only six at the time. So. Um, uh, Apple behind you and you saying, oh, yeah. It really reminded me of the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> um, and then to answer your other question, Trav, um, Cole, uh, Ghostbusters was removed from Netflix in last year in 2018. No, okay. uh, bummer. Yeah, bummer. I just searched for it and it didn't come up. It'll show up somewhere else. They like all just rotate through the services. Um, <laughs> so this slide here, this is the the Ghostbusters um, base, their uh, firehouse. I have this still upstairs. I didn't bring it down here. Really? Uh, but I do have it. Yep. So one of the doors is broken. Does it have a pole in it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Which are harder to come find, which are harder to come by. So, yeah. Um, so now I brought some stuff. I turned off my camera so you guys could see. So this is, I think it's the next slide, Alan. Is it the next slide? Yeah, this is the fearsome flesh. He is one of the toys where... This like scarred me for pooping as a child. Because <laughs> it's like, for those of you who aren't watching the video, like it's a toilet that when you like lift up the seat, it has like a face inside it and a tongue comes out, which is a terrifying <laughs> experience to imagine if you're sitting on that, that the tongue is like, Loop. I don't know. That could be better than a bidet. <laughs> 
But I think what was what makes <laughs> Joe's class- tongue comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I see. Yeah, it's a coronavirus solution. Like I know toilet paper scares yeah, me. Exactly. I need to assist. <laughs> um, so. What's great about Ghostbusters toys? So the original toys, I brought a few of them over here. So the original series came out with just the, the main guys, basically. So you would have them yeah. just in their basic uniforms, and they came with a proton pack, and then they came with a ghost. Where is this? Where's Winston? Winston. Oh, here he is. They came with a ghost that you could put on their head. Why is Winston always the last one to show up? Because <laughs> he had he was the one that had the head ghost still. So you had these ghosts <laughs> that you could like put on their head and then they could like kind of see through and they'd be possessed. So wait, was there a Winston? Oh. So before the movies, there was a cartoon. No, no. The cartoon no. came after. after the movie. There was a cartoon okay. called Ghostbusters. There's a cartoon called Ghostbusters, but it has nothing to do with this series. Yeah. Why did Winston show up in the second Ghostbusters movie? Like, did they... He was in the first one. He He was? At the end. Yeah. Yeah. They hired him in the first one because they were looking for help. Because they needed extra help. Okay. They were were too I just thought, like, (laughs) writing the second one, they were like, we need more diversity. No, he's in it the whole time. He's in it the first one. Yeah, he gets hired, like, halfway through. I need to rewatch it. Um, It's kind of interesting how much of a difference there is between... Um, 1982 and babies and 1986 babies. Like, are you talking about us or Alan and you? Alan and me. Like, because uh, okay. I feel like we grew up. You know, well, we did grow up in the same house, obviously. But it's just been interesting talking about some of these nostalgic subjects uh, over the course of the podcast to see just how much that he wasn't old enough to remember per se. Um. And like, it just doesn't feel like, cause I'm like, oh, well, you were there, but he probably was like two or one. Yeah. Know? Or I was still a ghost in the spirit world. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of ghosts, nice transition. Back well, now this. talking to my nephew, Kai, who's 14, the same stuff happens. Like me and Dan will talk about like the good old days of the jazz in the nineties. And then, well, Kai still knows all about him somehow because of all the footage and stuff. Up and stuff. <laughs> but sure, he knows as much about like the old teams as like most people our age. Yeah, and well, me and Danny will be talking about it, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, you weren't even a lie, Kai." But then he knows more about it basically than I do. <laughs> I do have to ask Trav Mydell one question, though, as you're showing us these toys. Did you recently purchase these toys, or did you literally have these toys from when you were a kid? Oh, I had these toys when I was a kid. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You no, I'd say I got a bucket of Washington, huh? Got a, yep, all the way to Washington. Cosmic where you're from. Where I'm from, <laughs> where I was born and raised. You should say every time you introduce yourself, you should just be like, hey, I'm from Washington, home of Cosmic Crisp Apples. <laughs> I was born here, and ever since I was a kid, I've been having cosmic crisps. Um, so, anyway, a couple other toys to show you before I toss it over to Trav Cole for turtles. We need uh, another slide? Nope, we're okay for a minute. So, because Ghostbusters, so unlike turtles, which you're about to see from Trav, like turtles had like reoccurring villains and repeats, but Ghostbusters didn't have that. Obviously, it was all just ghosts. So, like 90% of their toys are just like made up 
toys that had nothing to do with the show or the movie, but they had these ones that I can't remember the name of them, but they're like scare humans or something like that, but they'd be like regular looking humans. So it's like, it's like a mailman, but then you'd like lift him up and you'd be like, I'm a ghost. What? <laughs> yeah. And then they had like this old woman here. Hold on. Let me get her ready for her. So she'd be like this. I remember her. And then she like opens and she's like, ah, she had, Another gross tongue. They really like the gross tongues. Oh, her neck comes up too. <laughs> See, but here's the great thing, as we're going to be kind of talking about in mind too. Like the world of toys, it's, it's all about, you know, what um, having a variety of options because having just one thing to sell is never going to, to make a lot of money. Yeah. Because there's only so, like I was talking to you guys about um, – just kind of a small, strange tangent, but you know, before Power Rangers became a thing, um, uh, Stan Lee actually has a big part in Power Rangers becoming a big thing. And oh, he does. He does. It's it's well because he got a hold of uh, of one of the videos that you know the Japanese some Japanese company was making and thought it was amazing, and he offered them uh, the ability to use Spider Man. And so Spider-Man actually was technically a Power Ranger, um, but it was just him fighting these monsters. And they could only, <laughs> they could only sell Spider-Man in so many different ways. So you have uh, a franchise like Ghostbusters where you have four main characters and then you have the ability to, I mean, their bad guys are ghosts. You can make up whatever and kids will buy it up because obviously we all did. Well, well I think we that too. And like the benefit that you have in having a long running cartoon, uh, like Ghostbusters and like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had is you have all these episodes to incorporate new villains or new characters. Um, you're not tied to like a single movie or something like that. Yeah. Either. So like, because all those toys that you're showing, they're, I mean, yeah, I, there was an episode, right, with, like, that toilet, if I remember right. Uh, I don't know, Trap. Do you remember an episode of the toilet? I don't remember an episode with the toilet. but It could be, was. though. It could be. Honestly, like, there's 140 episodes well, or something like that. It's quite a few. So I actually had an episode with the toilet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is the last one this is the last uh, classic Ghostbuster toy I'm going to show so this is my favorite one he was a he was a football guy I love that guy I had that guy yeah and he like you bend him over and his like he like comes alive like want and they're like what is it I'm a ghost and they're like, whatever, prove it to us. And he's like, okay. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at yeah, my toy. foot. But it's interesting because um, the toys like that you're showing us, if I, if I knew, if I didn't know any better, if you didn't tell me, like, I'm showing you Ghostbusters toy, I would assume it had more to do with monsters than ghosts. Well, that's actually, like, they do have a bunch of, like, monster toys that they put out that were, like, a monster series. It was just, like, classic, like, Werewolf, Hunchback, Dracula, 
Frankenstein. And those were considered Ghostbuster toys? They were all Ghostbuster toys. It was a part of the Monster series. And so you would get these toys. That's just See, but that's kind of the whole point, is it didn't matter. It was adjacent, you know, to what they were doing. It was all kind of a part of that whole universe that they could use that type of stuff and sell. We did have this one. So this guy, he like sets up like a spring trap and his like super sharp teeth will like, if you like push his tongue down, it like, like <laughs> stabs you in the fingers. It's not too painful, but it's also not super pleasant. So <laughs> better not be or else looking at tons of lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. Uh, looking at this, it looks like the, the phantom flush toilet was actually a part of a Ghostbusters video game. So that's just another spot where they can create more characters. Borrow more stuff, yeah. It's in change around. Yeah. Um, Alan, could you go back to your shared screen for a second? So like so they did all this Ghostbusters stuff and then after this series, so fast fearsome flush, I passed this guy, that's a cool picture, but I don't have to Go past this? Yeah, go past it. Um this is like Trav, do you remember this show? Yeah. So this is like, uh, it's called Extreme Ghostbusters and it came out in like 95 and ran for one season and it was like their attempt to bring the show back. Um, so it's like a sequel series. So the only returning character is Egon on the far right there with his ponytail. Um, Ah. and he like mentors a new group of students. And so they all got action figures except for the guy on the far left because he was in a wheelchair and the toy company didn't think that people wanted to buy toys as someone in a wheelchair. And so he never got a toy. So I think I actually Dude. remember that cartoon, though. Because now that, I mean, it was the wheelchair that reminded me of it now that you say that. Yeah, he like, it was actually a pretty good cartoon. And they actually have a pretty fun style um, and everything. But it was, uh, yeah, interesting. So- they made Egon older, and they even made Slimer older. Yeah, even Slimer gets aged. Well, Egon, Slimer, and oh, Trav, what's her name? Janice? Is that how you say it? Janine. 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 They bring back Janine, and she's in this as well. Uh-huh. And she's like, but they like upped her sexiness. Like, that was a distinct quote when I was reading up on this. It's like, <laughs> we wanted Janine to be sexy in this one. And so she's like, <laughs> shorter skirts and a little bit more flirtatious and stuff than she was in past ones. Well, wasn't Janine already like in her middle ages in the first one? So when no, she, she like, was. Are you talking like the movie or the cartoon? Both, I thought. No, in she's the cartoon, like, she's younger. Even in the movie, I think she's younger. I just think the '80s style gives her an older. Yeah, the '80s style yeah. plus her voice and the glasses. Yeah, she had like a nasally yeah. voice. Because like <laughs> I took her to be like in her forties in the movie, but maybe no. that's just because of the style, like you said. I think she was like <laughs> the latest, probably early thirties of that, but um all right. So last I want to give track time to talk about turtles. So last thing, the next slide, Alan. So like as I said, like, oh, that's one of the toys from Extreme Ghostbusters. Um, no wheelchair access. Um, <laughs> next. Yeah, how did he get in the car? I don't in the know. They died. They, they just—he just appeared in the car in the movie, <laughs> using movie magic. Uh, next slide over. Um, so these are the first sets of figures that came out in the in two thousand and nine, the twenty fifth anniversary. They were based on the actual mm-hmm. like this of the characters. It's clearly, so, Dan Aykroyd. 
yeah, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, uh, you know. <laughs> Apparently um, no Winston. No Winston, no Bill Murray, actually, because Bill Murray was, it took him longer, he took the longest to secure his rights because he's so tricky to work with. He is and a so, dude. Which is funny. Oh, which brings me to my one, my last thing. So that's pretty much it with Ghostbusters history as far as, and since then, since the 25th anniversary, they've blown up and you can get them with Legos and everything out of the sun with the original Ghostbusters or the TV show is still kind of hopping. But the funny thing I, I saw when I was researching, so I knew this, but I wanted to confirm it for the podcast. And I did confirm it to be true is, so the original voice of Peter Venkman in the cartoon was a guy named Lorenzo Music. And he was the voice of Garfield. Garfield, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. But Which it changed partway through. It changed partway through because Bill Murray wanted his guy to sound more like him. So they changed to, uh, what's his name? Uncle Joey from Full House, Dave Coulier. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. So he became Bill Murray. But the he funny thing is, <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, is like, so Vincent, I mean, uh, Lorenzo Music is the voice of Garfield the cartoon and the voice of Peter Venkman the cartoon. And then flash forward like 25 years and Bill Murray was the voice of Garfield in the movie. In the movie. That he regrets. Do you know how he got in that movie? Like why he ended up in Garfield? No. It's because, um, so Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. You just call his house. He has a number you call. You like leave yeah. your description in a voicemail. And he, um, the guy who wrote Garfield is named Joel Cohen, but it's Cohen with an H, not Joel Cohen from the Cohen brothers. And so when he heard Joel Cohen is the writer, he thought like Fargo, that Cohen, and he's like, Oh, I'll totally do it. (laughs) And he like signed up for it. And then turns out it's like the guy who wrote cheaper by the dozen. Is that? (laughs) (laughs) And so like Bill Murray was like talking, they like interviewed him and he was like, yeah, like I got to set and I realized it wasn't the right Joe Cohen. And I had to like go back and like do all this voice dubbing to try and like, pump up the script and everything. And it was like this nightmare situation. He's like, I was just came out of the booth, just sweating from trying to make things work with like desperation. So anyway, <laughs> this why in, uh, that zombie zombie land. Is that what's called? Yeah. Zombieland. Where there. He's always like poking fun at the Garfield movies. Yeah. When he's like, do you have any regrets? Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> right All before right. he dies. All right, that's cool. my, is that's he my in the second Zombieland? No, yeah, right? in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, no, the end. He shows up in the credits. I haven't seen yeah. the second one yet. It's pretty funny because that's where they show him like what happened to like everybody around him is going crazy, and then he suddenly like he's just walking like, through that. I think like, he's being interviewed for Garfield Three. Like, yeah, that's like, what it was. And then they like the zombies come during that so he's being yeah. interviewed by um al roker isn't he yeah there's like al, there's a couple guys there's like a famous podcaster there too so <laughs> yeah no All I, right. I mean, to finish up on ghostbusters my favorite ghostbuster toy that i remember was we actually had the trap that you could slide oh, we had that too yeah and then you would push on like the air pump kind of thing and they would force the trap doors to open um, with your foot, um, and it was like a cord that went about ten feet or whatever, so you could pretend to catch ghosts. Yeah, if you yep. still would have had that, you would have had something special. 
Yeah, nobody really? has. Those are so hard. You can't. To you, th- like, I mean, the the firehouse is hard enough to find. Trout yeah. was lucky enough because he had one. Don't know what happened to the original one you had. Um, My mom got but rid of then Trav, mm-hmm. when he was living in Chicago, w- found a toy store and uh, and they had one and and he was able to purchase it from there. No, right? I didn't. I don't even know how it happened. Like I found it, the toy store it was too expensive, and I was telling my friend about it, and he was like, "Oh, I've got it. You can have mine." And he oh. gave me his. So he just gave yeah. it to you. He just gave it to me. He showed up at my house one day and was like, "Here, have this Ghostbusters." And I was like, "You know, this is worth like three hundred bucks." And he's like, "Yeah, no, I don't care." I was like, "Okay." He's like, I just wanted that. He's like, I don't need I'll it. Take it takes it. a lot of space. <laughs> so. Annie, how come you don't ever give me anything? Next time I find a firehouse in my house. You I'll know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some turtles. I've been dying. <laughs> Turtle time. Turtle time. There they are. That's great. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great. <laughs> I don't even know like what iteration that is. Like, I think it's like the movie one, isn't it? That, like a, like a cartoon style movie one. Yeah, because we're also again for everybody bandana. who's not watching us on YouTube. Alan's got up a picture of the turtles, but it's definitely not the original. Um, it, it says it's more like twenty sevens. Yeah, the uh, the song. Yeah, go for the song. in a half shell turtle power <laughs> so all right well let's just kind of jump into this um you can get out of slides al i don't have any other slides <laughs> so, you didn't even have that one i didn't even have that one i think that was one that danny threw in or found, found. <laughs> i came up with all the pictures that i found were like probably one of the top five google hits because i was trying to hurry <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the attention to detail like that that makes this podcast what it is. So, as I start this, uh, have a couple of questions. See, if you hadn't listened to our episode fifteen, um, one thing that you should know about Travis Mydell is the fact that he is knows pretty much all about comics and just, I mean, from Marvel who he is i do i know who he is now creator um, of captain america yeah isn't he like that puffy joke. pink character <laughs> that's, oh, that's kirby oh Just not jack kirby. kirby and he's fictional jack kirby's a real person uh, <laughs> i thought it was like a so character. without jack kirby there would be no turtles even though he has nothing to do with the comics of the turtles and that's just mostly because uh, the two creators, uh, which are Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, um, they both were pretty pretty big fans of his, um, specifically Kevin Eastman. And uh, these these two guys met in New Hampshire. I think Kevin was like a bagger um, at some goat grocery store. Peter actually was doing some art, but it was like he was drawing some cartoon characters for some local newspaper. So nothing big. Uh, he said in an interview, he didn't like what he was doing. Cause he'd always have to draw pictures of like a tomato plant. He was like, I don't want, I don't care about a tomato plant. Um, and somehow they, they met and, uh, 
and Peter invited Kevin over to hang out or something. And, and he had an original drawing of Je uh, from Jack Kirby uh, framed in his house. And I think that was like right then when they realized like, holy crap, you like the same stuff I do. And uh, so then they, they got an apartment together and created um, a, uh, a comic art studio called Mirage Studios, which was pretty much everything that they have done to get them to, to fame and fortune has all been one giant joke. Mirage Studios was a joke because they didn't think that anybody would even notice them <laughs> and that if they did, they would just be gone really quick. Um, and, like, what do you mean wouldn't even notice them? Like a mirage. Like a mirage. I mean, you notice that, like, I mean, it's there and then it's gone, right? Like, But I mean, like, okay, so naming their studio Mirage Studios, like, they were just never planning on actually doing anything? No, I mean, they were drawing stuff. They wanted to be big, but the way that they are and the people that they are is just that it was a joke. It's like if we were to create some company and, you know, use a pun or something, something that was close to us or some inside joke that nobody else would understand. Yeah, gotcha. So that's, that's what they ended up doing. And uh, just one night, um, I think that, well... The first attempt at becoming famous uh, for, for drawing comics um, or, or creating comics was a comic called, or, or in a character called the Fugitoid, which was just some robot. Um, and they like sent it around to a bunch of publishers and stuff and they just basically got laughed at. But, uh, and then one day they were just sitting there, you know, just goofing around and Kevin was drawing something he wanted to make his buddy laugh. And so he drew a turtle with like a bandana on and had some nunchucks. And then Peter took it. He laughed at it. He drew his own iteration of it and then passed it back. And then Kevin looked at it and he laughed. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to one up you and I'm going to draw four of them. So he drew four of them and they all had different types of, you know, weapons um, which we all know that they have today. And uh, that just was really kind of the beginning of it. And it was a 100% joke. It was not meant, they were not at all trying to come up with something new. They were just doodling and laughing. And that's how it started. So um, what year was you this roughly? Um, sorry, what? What year was this? Uh, this was early eighties. Um, I didn't get an exact year cause I wasn't really going for the, the comics as much as I was going for the toys. So were you going to mention, uh, I don't want to step on your toes. You're going to mention daredevil at all or anything like that. I, well, I didn't write it down, but I was going to kind of segue into that, which you can kind of help me because I don't know 100% the, the story behind it necessarily. But so again, their first comic they came out with they did plan on making a second issue <laughs> um it was their one and done um and i think it was just kind of on the tails of the fact that they just thought they had something kind of cool and wanted to create a backstory to these turtles and uh so the story the backstory of it is uh making fun of daredevil mm -hmm. so because um, oh, daredevil like was exposed to that chemical or whatever yeah 
So like in the very beginnings of the comic, and I have it actually um, in my in my closet here, but um, some guys walking across the street and some van or something swerves and this this chemical falls out the back and hits him in the face. And then so that is supposedly the origins of Daredevil. But then mm -hmm. what they do is they take the fact like, okay, well, what happened to that stuff after it hit him in the face? So it came, it fell, it hit the ground, it broke open. There was these turtles in the sewer that got all over them and they became the Ninja Turtles. So, so they were saying that the same chemical that turned made Daredevil Daredevil made the turtles into turtles. Yes. Mm -hmm. Crossover. Yeah. There was like, but the powers that the turtles have isn't anything like what Daredevil. Like Daredevil That's the just, whole point. <laughs> is that there was not supposed to be any rhyme or reason to it. It was a complete and total joke. Oh. Well, they actually, like, um, the, the whole name of them is a play on the three top-selling comics at the same time. So Teen Titans... Uh, Daredevil and the New Mutants X-Men were one of the, the top three selling comics. They, they were like, well, if we take a little bit of all of those and put them all into the title, so it was Teenage from Teen Titans, Mutant from the New Mutants, and then Ninja from Daredevil, and then we'll just add in our own little element of Turtles to make it unique. And so it's mm -hmm. Teenage Mutant Turtles. And then they spoofed off of a lot of the, like, so... Daredevil's mentor is a guy named um, Stick, and the Turtles' mentor is a guy named Splinter. Splinter. And the Daredevil goes up against a group of ninjas called the Hand, and uh, the Turtles go up against a group of ninjas called the Foot. And so there was a lot of like play on like that kind of stuff and borrowing a lot of that kind of language and things because it was basically like Trap said it was all like a joke. It was just like how many things can we kind of rob from the most successful comics to try and make something that would be ha 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 look at us playing <laughs> a spoof on all these successful comics and then it becomes like more successful than almost then, any of them. Yeah, pretty much. So, so. You, how does Ninja play into Daredevil? Well Daredevil said like Ninja is like He's essentially the, kind of a ninja. Yeah, if yeah. you read the comics, like the idea of Daredevil and Ninjas cross over all the time. And so Frank Miller kind of brought it in when he was writing Daredevil in the early eighties, which is why it lines up with this, which is Daredevil kind of coming across this group of ninjas who are trying to take over New York called the Hand and goes up against them and 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 it really turned Daredevil books to like a ninja focused more of a karate thing, which you don't see as much in the Daredevil TV show, at least in season one, but season two does talk about the Season two, you do. You definitely don't really see it in the movies. No, it's not yeah. in the Ben Affleck movie at all. Now that you say it, I do remember like on um, the Netflix, right? Version of mm -hmm. Daredevil. Yeah, season two. They do incorporate quite a bit of ninja. I didn't realize that's why I just thought they were taking liberties to throw ninjas in there. But. Yeah. And so when they first made that, that first issue and they published it, they, they only had 3,275 copies and those sold out in days. Um, and in fact, they had a bunch of uh, reorders um, that came through and I think it was like 15,000 uh, orders after that initial thing. And so, and, and this is kind of like, and we're not going to go into the, like all the, the comic stuff, but when they were first starting out, like I said, they had no plans of making this like a franchise. They, they were doing one issue. That's why, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, 
they kill off Shredder at the end. Um, very, very much the like what happens in the book? movie. Yeah, in the first in the first issue mm-hmm. of the comic book, they kill off uh, Shredder, and they're like, and like later on, they realize, oh crud, maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but, that was a pretty good villain. Did they yeah. bring him back as Super Shredder? No, they do oh, not. Oh, in fact, the comics get really, really weird. They like they do a old. lot of inter like interdimensional. Is that where travel. Crane comes in? Crane, Crane, right? yeah. Because yeah. I always thought Crane was like weird, like a weird turn, but because he was from like interdimensional dimension ever, right? Isn't that what yeah. it's called? Dimension yeah. X. Yeah, but they go just, through various different things where they fight like. Like dinosaur people and yeah, a bunch of yeah. super weird. They get weird. They're, like, but they're a little too weird for my taste. I do enjoy some of the issues, but they get pretty wild. Do you have all of the issues, Trav or Trav? Either one. I have like four volumes of them, but I don't have all of them. I don't have all of them. But the the very beginning, and this is why. Uh, kind of getting off on a slight tangent here is it bugs me like the very first movie that came out was amazing and mm-hmm. ever since then like it's all been just one giant disappointment <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, I think like the TMNT I, I thought the, the TMNT the, was okay the first, yeah, that was the first okay. like animated one it was, the, it was the first animated one the, it was after Nickelodeon had acquired yeah, and like right, it so. takes place within the universe of the original three, but it's like animated, not live yeah. action. Yeah. I thought Wasn't it was not the one. It was like two thousand eight. Yeah, it's like two thousand. I think it'd be even before that. Maybe like two thousand three, two thousand two. I feel like no, because I thought I feel like my son kind. You and I went to it, Trav. <sighs> Did we? I mean, I remember yeah. seeing it. So let's see. I'll do. It and I feel like Tia was there. Oh, really, Tia? You know what? You might be right, actually. 2007. 2007. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of how everything started. Now, the funny thing is, is that, uh, that there was a guy named Mark Friedman who, is, who ended up becoming their agent, who at the time had no company. He had no clients. Uh, he had one business card, and he went and rented a power suit. Like some some tux or not even a tux. It was One like a big piece. shoulder thing. Uh, it was something back in the eighties, <laughs> and uh, he had he had seen the comic and had heard it from various other people, and it was kind of a big thing. But if you read the first the first issue, like it is a super it's it's a dark comic. It's violent. It's gritty, um, and so it was not supposed to be a, a children's thing. Um, in fact, what was I mean, Trav? You know, I mean back. Comics have kind of gone up and down, obviously, through, through the decades. Uh, I mean, early, mid to late 80s, what did it look like then? Do you know? It was like right on the cusp of the boom, actually. I mean, was on it? Cusp of the cusp the, of the pop of the bubble. Yeah, like 1992's X-Men number one was, or 91, <laughs> X-Men number one was one of the highest selling comic books of all time. And because everyone was like, ooh, X-Men number one is going to be worth so much money someday. I'll put my kids through college on it. So I'll buy six copies. And what they don't realize is they flooded the market. And now you can get X-Men number one for like five cents. Yeah. It's worth nothing. But, but it was shortly after the, that, the spectator boom popped. But most of the, uh, 
the people that I guess the target market where for comics was not like your younger generation necessarily. No, it was a very, I mean, honestly, a very weird time because it was coming up on dark Knight returns that just come out, which is a very adult story and killing joke. And so there was a lot of like transitions from kids into adult comic book storytelling. And it was the introduction of the direct market, which is buying from comic book stores instead of spinner racks at a grocery store which allowed the stories to be a lot more adult and dark as well. So it was a very, yeah. like it was a very transitional period for comics. So at that point. that's why they're <laughs> when they were writing it, they were writing it for that target market. The yeah. People that they definitely. felt were going to be the ones that were going to be buying it. They, they had, again, it's kind of all goes back to the fact that they had no clue what they had or what they invented. Um, so pretty much as far as like the toys go, as we're going to get into right now, um, it was something that had to change everything from what they originally created um, into something that was marketed towards children. And uh, so, and that's where Mark Friedman comes in. He comes in and he, he basically says, you know, I want to be your agent. I want to get into the toy market. I think this could be, you know, something that would be really good and, and that we could be really successful at. He goes around and talks to a bunch of different companies. Like he went and talked to a company called LGN and I had never really heard of LGN, but I've seen their toys. Um, I mean, they, they did toys for Thundercats, um, the WWF wrestling figures, which I actually had a couple of those. I was never really into WWF, (laughs) but my dad kind of did. And so he bought me a couple of those toys. Um, and then like gremlins, you remember when gremlins came out and they uh, have a gremlins toy. Yeah. So they, LGN did the Gremlins toys, um, went to like Mattel, got laughed out of there, went to several others and finally ended up, he had a buddy who, uh, who had just gotten a job with a small Chinese, uh, manufacturing toy company called Playmates. And, uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, well, you do, you have now. Because of them. I can <laughs> get a charger. Stay. I'm going to get a charger. I can still hear you. Goodbye. Yeah. I thought you were going to uh, say with a small Chinese man. <laughs> I'm sure there were small Chinese men. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so he um, talked to this buddy of his and said, I, I'm going to send you something. And, and I guess Kevin and Peter had already created like almost like a turtle doll. It was this large, almost like rubber type doll um, that they had just made, probably had somebody that, that kind of helped make them for him or whatever. Like and just said, as like a decoration, decorative piece, or is this like they were trying to make a toy that was... Well, he was, he was like a big stuffed animal is really what he was. But he was made oh. out of like foam. So... I don't know. They, in the, in the documentary that I watched, they, they had some pictures of it and stuff, but so this guy takes that and he sends it to him and he says, Wait, what documentary is this? Um, The toys that made us on Netflix. The toys that made us on on, uh, Netflix. I got to watch that. Yeah. It's really good. They've got several other things on there. Um, But so this guy, sorry, Trav, before you get jump into the toys, I'm just curious. Uh, did they originally, so when he originally came up with the concept of the four different turtles with the four different uh, weapons, did they all, are the weapons that they currently are associated with the weapons that he came up with at first? Yes. So those never changed? Yeah, those never changed. The names, they came up with the names, those never changed. Um, but as you'll see, like if you can see behind me, yeah. 
they all okay. look very they all look identical right yeah is that from the original comic book that's from the original comics so they, oh, they all have the same color bandana things yeah they all had red bandanas their skin you know color was all the same and that all changed because they needed to market it differently and uh with the availability to give character to these to these turtles mm-hmm. um because there was also most like their their personalities were were all kind of pretty much the same as well um there wasn't a lot of difference like we know donatello to be the tech guy right he yeah. was never originally the tech guy that was created later for purposes which i'll get to in just a second michelangelo and raphael dude yep and raphael was cool but rude yeah, yeah. <laughs> but leonardo was the leader so mm-hmm. so I mean, finally, Playmates, they took a look at it, and they're like, you know what? Because Playmates was just really, they were strictly into making dolls. Like, their big seller that got them into America was this doll called Cricket that was like, it could talk to you. It had all these animatronics in it, and it was like a 100 bucks. So they were looking kind of for something new, something that was going to be cheaper, but that they could, you know, mass produce. And so that's what the turtles kind of became for them. But it, I mean, getting that, that deal done was like the easiest part of the whole process because I mean, number one, Peter and Kevin, their deal was like, I don't care really what happens as long as we get the final say of everything that happens. So it's like, if, if Playmates wanted to make a character or change some style or whatever, it would have to be okayed by Peter and Kevin. That was their biggest thing. They just didn't want their creation to be messed up by some other people. Um, but anyway, so, and the initial deal was like worth $150,000. So that's what they got was $150,000. And that was, uh, and, and their action figure line was to start production in like January of 1987. And they went out there and they talked to various other, um, various like big store, uh, not producer. So you had like Target, Sears, um, Toys R Us, and a couple of other stores that they went and talked to. It was like right before this big toy convention, and they all well, got like each down. of the stores has like basically like. Per- professional purchasers, right? Like they have to go through to get their products in the stores. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So they had the product, at least prototypes. Um, they also, they were finding that they were going to, they were running into some, I guess, some roadblocks. So here's a couple of the roadblocks. One was the different toys that they were up against. So here's the top 10 of that time. So, and I was going to look this up because I don't know what one of them is, but I didn't have time to do it. So number 10 was a toy called mask. That is. Oh yeah. I know mask. M-A-S-K. Yeah. It's like a, uh, they were kind of like an army thing. Think uh, they were like an undercover CIA sort of thing. Mask was a acronym for something. Okay. Carrie movie. What? No, not the Jim Carrey movie. Not the Jim Carrey. No, that didn't come out. Yeah, it was like M A S K with periods or something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. So number ten was mass. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, is that like? Are you talking? Is like Thunderhawk, Firecracker, Jackhammer? As far as the mask toys, maybe I didn't look it up. (laughs) Uh, I don't know the specific names. It could be. I just know it was like a CIA kind of toy type of thing yeah it looks like they have a bunch of vehicles they have control 
Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. But number nine was My Little Pony. Number eight was He-Man. Number seven, Transformers. Six, Teddy Ruxpin. Number five was the WWF wrestler. Teddy Ruxpin. He was the talking teddy bear, right? He was the talking teddy Yeah, He, he put, put a tape recorder in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, did you his see that? Grubby. <laughs> grubby. Did you see that robot chicken where they put like a Gallinger tape in the back of Teddy Ruxpin and he tries to kill himself? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, that's all. <laughs> hey, you uh, met Seth Green, didn't you? What? Hmm? You met Seth Green, didn't you? I did, but it's a story for another time. <laughs> I mean, he makes uh, chicken, right? Number four was Cabbage Patch Dolls, three Barbie, two G.I. Joe, and at that time, number one was Pound Puppies. I remember Pound Puppies. So, was a song. What was number five? I missed five. Number five was the wrestlers. Oh, okay. But so they had a lot of like competition there of yeah. like toys that had already been established. The other thing is kind of like what Trav said. I mean, in a similar fashion of, I mean, it was probably a little bit easier this way, but there was just a couple of rules. Like, I mean, when you're making toys, you're marketing it towards children. Yeah. And uh, I mean, unless you had like some collectors, but I kind of feel like we make up the generation of a lot of collectors for toys. Um, and I could be wrong. No, but, you're definitely right. Okay. Um, so. Like what do you find was by generation of a lot of a lot of collectors? You mean that there was just a lot of the the toys that are collected just happened to be from when we were kids? Yeah, I'm just saying that like a lot of adults probably were not into get buying toys for themselves. Like they well, that's exactly that. yeah. Like the the idea we're the first generation that has like allowed our childhood to continue into adulthood. Every yeah. other generation was like, well, I'm a man now, so I put away childish <laughs> things. things. And therefore, yeah. I'm you know, now all about the newspaper. And we're the first yeah. one that's like, I want to get more turtle action figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and see, that's because I, I always look on like eBay and stuff because I want myself, I used to have a bunch of them. I have no clue where they went. I don't have them anymore. I would love them back. But Do you don't have any of your collection? I No, I don't know I what a, happened to them. I have so, all mine still. Except for I had the sewer well, and I don't have it anymore. So... Didn't Danny, whatever happened to, we had like full size proton packs for Ghostbusters and like a trap that you would literally like throw out there and you could step on a pedal and it would open. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember exactly where that trap a long time ago. Like, what was it? Probably like 20, 30 minutes ago I talked about that trap. But oh, you did? Was he, I in the he mentioned the challenge? He did not away. talk about the proton packs. So don't let him make. <laughs> no, he did bad. have like full size. Pro- I mean, full size meaning full size for a kid that's like six <laughs> or eight or something. Not like the full size that would fit an adult now. But I don't know what happened to all those toys though. assassin. <laughs> so it was really hard to to do that and so they ended up contacting before they they said all right we're gonna throw these toys out there into the world we need to make sure that we can generate interest so they signed on with some uh some production company to create a five-part mini series of a cartoon for the turtles um and so really and truly the cartoon was made to drive sales for the toys and that was the sole purpose of it. 
Um, and that's the cartoon that spun out happened. into the real cartoon. What? That five episode miniseries was what spun into yeah, the real because it was so cartoon. popular. Because it was so popular. And the moment that it hit, their original amount of, uh, I think, because Toys R Us finally came around and said, "All right, we'll we'll take a chance on you guys." And uh, so they were the only one, the only place that you could actually get turtle toys. And uh, the original order was 5,000 units, which I don't know how many Toys R Us there were back then, but that's, that's only 5,000 toys to go to spread throughout all of, all of them. them. Yeah. And they sold out in like minutes. And so Toys R Us then later on calls up Playmates and says, hey, um, we want 150,000 units. Or no, it was 50,000, sorry. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of how it, it just kind of blew up. Um, and the one cool thing, Trav, now, did you, do you know who, who made the, uh, the turtles theme? No, I don't know. Chuck Lorre. The guy who did like how I met your mother and, uh, all those. And, uh, big bang theory, big bang theory. Yeah. Two and a half men. Yeah. Before he was a producer, he was this struggling, traveling musician <laughs> trying to make oh. a name for himself. For the, he did the theme song for the cartoon? For the cartoon. So you know, like, when, so yeah, Chuck Lorre is 100% responsible for that theme song that we all know and love. And you know, in the middle of it where it's like, he's a radical rat or something yeah. like that. Anytime it's just that in-between talking thing, that's Chuck Lorre. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. That's cool. So, Check anyway, it looks like Toys R Us had like way. about 800 stores at its peak. Okay. Well, at its peak, I don't know what. But I think the 80s and 90s were its peak. I mean, you're still looking at like five per store or something, right? That how the math would work on that. <laughs> yeah, it was not a <laughs> not a lot. Like, not like a lot of six six point six or so. Yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. Is there still that one in Sugar House? They're all closed. No, they're all oh, closed. All yeah. Yeah. All they rest in gone. peace. <laughs> That's why there's I mean, such a see, lot of toys on the market like a couple of years ago and Toys R Us had a liquidate. Yeah, we took into, I mean, we took their theme song to heart that we didn't want to grow up. We want to be Toys R Us kids. And then they just shut the doors. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to go home. Now that you guys life. are adults, <laughs> F you. <laughs> but well, basically they also to, Toys R Us wow. shutting down is why our parents got divorced. What? They can't what? Pick up the Toys R Us anymore to spite each other. Oh, that's right. You guys can't go and get <laughs> toys anymore. That almost so just to when end I was this, when Toys R Us shut down. <laughs> yeah. So just to end everything, um, I wanted to just bring up. So the original line that they that they released out into the stores consisted of 10, 10 action figures and five vehicles. And so let's see if you guys can guess. So four of them are super easy. I think the actual figurines are going to be the easiest. All right. So Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Splinter were the five action figures. Okay. Well, no. And Shredder. So there's five more there's action ten. figures. Yeah, there's, there's ten, ten action right? figures and five vehicles. So, oh. it'd be, so you've got Shredder as well. Okay. Casey Jones. Foot Soldier. 
Foot oh, Soldier. April O'Neil. Casey Jones. April uh, O'Neil. Oh, April O'Neil. No Casey really. Jones. No Casey Jones. Was it? Um, was it the bug, the fly guy? No. No. Uh, what was Shredder's Doctor. number two? Guy? You're miss- Yeah, you're missing two. Uh, two bad guys that are pretty. Oh, Bebop and Rocksteady. There you go. Oh, Bebop and Rocksteady. So, yeah. So those guys. Those the ones in the second movie. Yeah. Well, no. that was like the play. Yeah. That's, well, in the original Bebop and Rocksteady movie. were like actual were like, like a, punk punk rock. And like, then they became yeah. a rhino and a and a warthog and a boar. Oh. Yeah. Then in the movie, they're like a turtle and a. A spiky turtle, and a dog, and like a werewolf. I mean, like Toka and Razor. Toka and Razor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not yeah. like the actual bebop. Why did they just do yeah. whatever? It's not important. Which it uh, would have been cooler if it was the actual bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, well, that's why they put him in the in the new second movie that came out just a few years ago. Yeah, which Ooh. I think had that Ooh. movie somehow released back when we were kids. I think we would have been amazed with it. Oh yeah, for sure. But because we were amazed with the, the, the secret of the ooze, but now I go back and I, I watch that and it pisses me off. I've told Danny this, I think I've told Alan this, but you go back and they completely change the whole feel of it. They don't ever oh, use yeah, their freaking weapons because everybody was so upset about how kind of gritty it was. And so he uses all they sausages. Is, yeah. He uses sausages. Oh yeah, he does. Mm. Yeah, go back and watch it. They don't Blink. ever use... It's like a Three Stooges episode. They're like yeah. poking people in the eyes and stuff. And yeah. like ramming yeah. them with their shells. And it bugs me. Also, another little known fact. Uh, the kid who plays... Uh, was his Kano? or Not Kano. The pizza delivery kid. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. Kano? Kano? I think it is. Like, Do you I know why Kano. he got that role? Hmm. Because he was... Wasn't he in a Surfers actor. movie or something? No, no. He was an original actor who was in the turtle suits in the first one. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So he, I can't remember which one he is, but they, he did such a good job that they liked him so much. They're like, let's give you an actual role in the second one. So who played, yeah. did he play both in the second one? No. So in the second one, he was just him. So they, but I mean, even the actors, they were like, they were just in the suits. They didn't do the talking. They had other oh, people okay. doing, doing the, the voiceovers. But, but which April O'Neil did you find more attractive? One or two? Oh, number two, definitely. For sure. That was like, that was like the improvement on that one. Yeah. Not that number one is like a hideous monster, but I just, number two is more my style. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed they changed. The, they're completely different people. Completely, completely different. <laughs> like, go back, you need to go back and watch them all. <laughs> it'd be like if you and I, we're like swapping roles in the movie. That's like the <laughs> level of difference. Between <laughs> yeah. Like right. the first, the first April O'Neil was like, she had like the freckles and the curly hair. And the second yeah. one was like taller and had longer hair and was a different person. She had more of like a pixie cut. The second one. Yeah. So, but okay. So we got the fire, or we got the 10 Wait, action figures. So third, one where they go to Japan back in time. Turtles in time. That was the say, same one as the second one. <laughs> that movie changed me for the rest of my life because I had to go to the bathroom at the end and I missed a joke <laughs> and I came in and everybody was laughing 
And I was like, I'll never get a soda. Because of that movie, he never gets a drink. I don't ever get a drink at the soda. Like, I never get a drink at movies because I don't want to have to miss. Like, I missed whatever funny thing happened at the end of Turtles 3. (laughs) Um, (laughs) me. All right. So there's five vehicles that... uh, that they released with it as well. So let's see if you guys can remember, or at least try and come up. Again. All right. So it was the van. van. Yes. The, the van. van. Um, was there like a motorcycle? Uh, I think later, but that wasn't one of them. There was a buggy. Wasn't there a buggy? Yeah. Like a little kind of like weird. No. So big thing. Was there a airplane of some type? There was a blimp, a blimp blimp. That's right. So the blimp was one. There was also one called the cheaps, the cheap skate. And that was the, that was the skateboard that had the fan on the back. Oh yeah. I remember that. Um, there was one called the turtle trooper and that was a, that was like a parachute, parachute, but then it was also a pack that had like these gliding wings on the side. And then the final one was for the bad guys. It was a, it was called the foot knuckle. Which might be a close relative to the moose knuckle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it was the it was this thing that the uh, it kind of looked like a spider, but the legs had like these punching these these uh, boxing gloves at the end, and uh, it was what the Foot Clan rode, and it could like trap the turtles. You guys do not Google Foot Knuckle. Make sure don't you put the rest of the information. In there. <laughs> I was just looking it up and I was like, oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So those were the things. Um, I mean, really there's so much more to it that uh, like I was, Trav, I was telling them where this all kind of stemmed from was I started watching uh, the toys that made us on Netflix and uh, it was, it was just fascinating. Like I had already known quite a bit about the backstory about the turtles and stuff, but it didn't know that so much went into it for the, like I had no clue that really the only reason why they made the cartoon was just so they could sell toys. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I was going to say, like uh, kind of rewinding a little bit when they decided to make the, the TV show, that's when they're like, okay, well, how are we going to sell toys if every single turtle looks the same and acts the same? So that's when they gave them different color bandanas um they changed their skin color a little bit to differ they gave them their their initial on their belt um in the front and then gave them all different uh personalities so you have your leader type which is leonardo your tech geek donatello um what was what did they call it um Belangelo was the partier well so he was the partier but they had a really so you had your what they said was your sarcastic, smart-ass, angst-filled kid. Because we got to remember, they're turtles, or they're turtles, they're teenagers. Teenage, teenage. So just your kid that is is has got all the problems, you know, and is just filled with anger, and that's Raphael. And then they uh, described Mikey as the one to embody teenagerness um, of all of them. Yeah. So where they lack in being teenagers, he's the one that kind of overcompensates for that. Mm. So did you see um, Saturday Night Live's video they did last week that was like middle-aged adult Ninja Turtles or, or whatever? 
No. You should go look it up. It's very funny. They do like a mini episode <laughs> of what it's like to see the turtles as like middle-aged, like Mikey's at like a strip club and stuff. And like Donatello <laughs> thinks he gets, he gets a call where he thinks he has cancer. So he got the results back and he's just like listening on the phone and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> cool. But that's but basically the personalities was like a huge part of what like made them um, relatable for kids. Yeah. Well, it's amazing each kid how much their they favorite, went through to get you know? to that point. So, and uh, one last thing, just because I find it funny. Do you guys remember, um, because they, as, as sales died down, uh, they would always try and bring it back with another different series. Because, you know, after the cartoon series was done, and, and the movies, each movie after the first one, because the first one was like the top grossing indie movie in like the world at the time, or like of history at the time. Yeah. But then the second one came and the third one and each one got worse and worse. And then uh, they tried to, I think later on, they eventually ended up selling um, to Nickelodeon for like $60 million. Um, but at that time, before then, another production company or another TV station put on like a live action because they wanted to combat Tower Rangers. Uh, and uh, that was the one, if you remember, they had like a girl turtle in it. Yeah. That was the end of Kevin, Le- Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's friendship. Was it the addition of the girl turtle? It was the addition of the girl. They both didn't really want her, but Kevin gave in because he just wanted some more money. And Peter said, F it. <laughs> I am not doing this. We're done. And so the girl turtle ruined their friendship. And uh, later yes. on, Peter was the one who ended up making the deal with, uh, and I don't know exactly the logistics of this, but he's the one that ended up making the deal with Nickelodeon. And he got $60 million and Kevin got zero. <laughs> what? So wait, did that he buy sucks. out Kevin then? Before? So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know all the logistics of it and how it ended up happening. Later on, they have re- reconnected. Yeah, they've rekindled. Yeah, they've rekindled. And, uh, you know, but every single time they try, they come out with a new series, um, they're just able to make more toys. And, and, and there's always... Like it starts dying down and then there's this bump again. And then it, you know, it just keeps going up and down. It's just one of those things that'll never go away, which is great because it's so, such an important part of our history. When it Have you watched toys. the latest series? The, the no. newest one? It's pretty not my speed. We'll say. Yeah. I am a new uh, like cartoon. A lot of people actually yeah. say that that's one of the better ones, but uh, it's just, it's very fast and kinetic and, um, but all right well there we go there's all oh, wait 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 i have one question yeah. so who was everyone's favorite turtle oh yes mine was, mine was leonardo leonardo danny you said Raphael, alan yeah you know what that is so cliche of you too so we got the get the kid filled with angst most of his childhood and the kid who thought that he was the leader. <laughs> I didn't think I was. I know who yours is, Trav. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Let's just say I Although I'm wearing a uh, a Leonardo, this is my son's hat actually. We mm-hmm. have the same size head. Um and yeah, his son has a large head for yeah, he has a large head for <laughs> but 
so yeah, this is Leo, but my favorite was Mikey. My favorite growing up was Mikey, but in the last few years, I found a real appreciation for Donatello. Dude, look at like all of us. We can all make up. Dude, we, I was going to say, yeah. I feel like I'm willing to take a Donatello hit to be, to make the four turtle trifecta between all of us. <laughs> That's, so, yeah, one of these days we need to just like do like a screenplay and act it out. Yeah, that seems like a plan that'll get us a lot of money. <laughs> Ripping off the Ninja Turtles and doing a screenplay about it. I'm like, my name isn't Michelangelo, it's Michelangelo. It's totally different. Not Leonardo. Leonardo. We don't we're require like, much water. We just, we're fine on land. <laughs> so all right well is there anything else guys before we close up shop no i mean no. i think as trav said at the beginning of the episode somehow we find a way to to be able to talk about any subject oh no that froze but, but, but i mean <laughs> I would just suggest everybody um, who's listening, if you've made it this far, is uh, go go on to Netflix, watch the the toys that made us. Yeah, um, there's there's. Have you watched all of it, Trav? I mean, or at least some and any of it. <laughs> I've watched the the Turtles and the Power Rangers. Those are the only two that I've watched. Um, yeah, but I'm looking it up though, it looks like there was GI Joe. There's G.I. Joe. There's a bunch of them. There's several, right? Yeah. There's, I think there's two or three seasons of it, and I think yeah. each season has four episodes. So um, it's, it's really interesting. You know, just as kids, we, we just go and buy the things that we like. Well, even now, we buy the things that we like, and we don't really know the backstory to them. And that's why I wanted to do this, because I found it so interesting. So, But uh, go watch that. Uh, catch us at our uh, – I mean – you can find us on our website if we still have a website. <laughs> do we still have we a do. website? Yep. All right. www.qcopodcast.com. And, uh, of course, all of our social medias, everything's at just Google QCO Podcast, and that should come up eventually. Yeah, we got Twitter at QCO Podcast, Facebook, QCO Podcast, Instagram, QCO Podcast. <laughs> everything. That's why I said just Google QCO Podcast. <laughs> but, uh, with, with how things are going right now, it's a little bit more entertaining if you can watch it. So go to YouTube, check us out there, uh, click the subscribe so you know when we're going to be doing those things. We're going to try and keep things a little bit more um, focused on, on non-pandemic crap now. Um, pandemic! Pandemic! <laughs> but if you do want to listen to more about pandemics, just check out Dream Number 9. There's several others that I believe to be sequels <laughs> <laughs> that are not called Pandemic Part 2 and 3, but there are. You'll just have to find them. Like, one of them is about the ponies, I think. That well, there was one that, like, that was like... Uh, there was the ponies one, but there was another one that was the volcanic violins or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah, volcanic violins, something about ponies. Those are pandemics part two and three, although that's not what they're called. I think it was Danny, my doesn't know evil, how, Danny doesn't know how to like pony. title things. <laughs> he just need like I don't know. But anyway, so 
we're going to still do the dreams. Uh, we'll come out with them whenever we're able to. Uh, there's kind of no rhyme or reason right now with how things are. We're all just kind of trapped in our house. We're doing the best we can. Um, hopefully one day we'll be able to get back to where we have some higher quality audio and stuff like that. But thank yeah. you everybody for listening. To we us. are, we are working on, um, trying to get higher quality, even for the, uh, zoom recorded, uh, episodes. Um, but right now because of the pandemic, everything takes forever to ship from Amazon. Um, good thing we have somebody here that works for Amazon. On the don't, show. Diss, don't diss my company. <laughs> Personal <laughs> company. My own. Well, no, I was just figuring that you could, I could just give you my order and you could just get me yeah. the stuff directly. I mean, it's just like I work next to the warehouse guy, so I can just ask him. He's best friends with him. Yeah, his name's, his name's Doug and he's great. <laughs> There's just like one warehouse dude. It's just like a guy. I'm like, hey Doug, can you go check for my friend Danny's order? Bring it on up here. I'll just hand deliver it. Thanks. Are you like are you like Michael Scott going down in the warehouse and bugging him? <laughs> I've never go I haven't even we're not, it's like a warehouse nowhere even near me. So <laughs> if there anyway. was, I bet they would have cosmic crystals. <laughs> Okay. Probably not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll right. end on that note. Thanks everybody for listening and uh, just catch us next time. Cow on show wheels. Oh. Cosmic Chris on show wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Astro Fusion.